0: hello hello hello
1: everybody this is molly cutler and this is brielle collins and here we are yet again for another well wishes podcast
0: episode Today, we are so excited to bring you the first episode of a new mini-series we created where we offer you 15 to 20-minute short episodes busting myths around wellness and just generally chatting about big trends that people have a lot of questions about. So today, we're jumping into intermittent fasting who it's for, who it's not for, what are the benefits, what are the negatives, what do I, Molly, think of it as a holistic nutritionist and health coach, um, and we'll be answering some of your questions and some of Rielle's questions. I have so many. We're excited. Here we go. So, Mal, let's dive in. What is Intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is essentially constricting your eating to a window of time during the day. Typically, the fasting windows range from 12-hour fasts to even 24-hour fasts. So what that means is that your eating window can be anywhere from 12 hours to as little as, you know, Fasting a full day, of course, which would be 24, or in a more sort of restrictive but not full day fast would be an eight-hour eating window. So a
1: person like me who's eating constantly cannot consider a three-hour break between coffee and cookies as an intermittent fasting diet.
0: I would say no. <laughs> okay, great. I would say that does not characterize intermittent <laughs> fasting, no. That's going to be my
1: adaptation. to. That's the closest I'm ever going to get is a three-hour break between meals. But um, so why do you think intermittent fasting has become such a big trend in the wellness industry right now? Like I first heard about it from my mom who heard about it from her my brother who got like really into it like three years ago. And I was like, people are like volunteering to starve themselves. And what's the deal? Like wh- why? Why has this become so popular?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think that it's become really popular in the last five plus years or so because of the rise in popularity and health and wellness mm-hmm. and the sort of breaking down of the traditional dieting industry. Okay. Um, so while intermittent fasting is still a form of restriction in mm. a way, it doesn't necessarily restrict calories. Mm, um, mm, and mm. so it's a way that people can incorporate um, getting a bunch of different benefits, which I will talk about, in a way that doesn't require them to restrict their calories in the mm-hmm. same way that diets do. I think that also there's been a, a lot of research done on intermittent fasting um, showing a lot of different positive effects that it can have on health, primarily cardiometabolic, including like lowering certain blood markers like LDL cholesterol, triglycerides, blood pressure, blood sugar. It's been shown to improve increase weight loss, particularly fat loss while maintaining skeletal mass, which is really important. I don't know half of these words. What does that mean for simplified people? Yeah. So basically it means that intermittent fasting has been shown to improve a lot of different, um, a lot of different markers in the body that are risk factors for certain diseases, Mm -hmm. especially heart disease, cardiovascular Mm -hmm. disease, um, but also other cardiometabolic diseases like diabetes Mm -hmm. or hyperinsulinemia or hyperglycemia, Mm -hmm. sort of these types of conditions. Um, And also a lot of people have had success, like I mentioned, with weight loss and particularly losing fat and not bone or muscle, which Mm -hmm. is... Important because oftentimes with calorie restriction, people can lose um, other can lose you know muscle mass, mm-hmm. even bone mass yeah. um, if they're overly restrictive. So, um, so these are this is partly why it's become so popular, and and I think it feels really accessible. To a Mm -hmm. lot of people, not me. But so are there specific people
1: that you as a holistic nutritionist and you do a lot of stuff one on one? Are there like specific clients that you recommend this to? And then there is there like a whole range of people that you absolutely would not recommend this to or it's not so black and white?
0: Well, what's really interesting about this is that about intermittent fasting is that most of the research that's been done has been done on men and on postmenopausal women. Hmm. And what that means is that most of the research has not taken into account premenopausal women. Wow. And so what we're understanding is that intermittent fasting, or IF, I'm going to call it from here on out, um, is. Not necessarily great for everyone, especially for premenopausal women, Mm -hmm. which is a huge amount of people. (laughs) Yeah, that's like most of our
1: audience, actually.
0: Yes, yeah, most of our audience, for sure. Um, And I think that, you know, in terms of, and I will go into why that is, Mm -hmm. in terms of my client base, I take a very non-diet approach to nutrition Mm -hmm. and health. And so I don't really advocate for intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. um, unless... Someone really loves it and feels really amazing in how they're doing it and has really has no issues with their relationship to food. Mm-hmm. But I do want to go into some of the negatives um, yeah. of intermittent fasting, especially for premenopausal menopausal women and why it can be problematic. So basically what we know is that intermittent fasting or IF can really disrupt estrogen balance um, because reproductive health is inextricably linked to metabolic health, Mm -hmm. metabolic health being, um, you know, our blood glucose and sort of all the markers that come along with that. Um, And so when there is an absence of calories for too long, messages are sent to the reproductive system saying that we don't have the energy to keep up cyclical function because we need to focus on keeping you alive. Okay. Now that sounds kind of extreme, but uh-huh. if you are doing IF regularly uh-huh. for a long period of time, you can really cause hormonal imbalance in your body as a premenopausal woman. Um, and this really and and having a hormonal imbalance like this um, with estrogen and also with a couple of other hormones, cortisol and thyroid hormone, can also get affected by this. It's it affects a lot more than just your fertility. Estrogen imbalance, for example, can appear as low energy, decreased bone density, and decreased muscle mass, weight gain, impaired cognitive function, um, poor glucose control, and it can also impede ovulation um, and the building of the lining of the uterus. Wow. So, and then, like I mentioned, it can also have a major effect on cortisol ho- hormone and thyroid hormone production in the body. And and when you when these things get out of balance, we can really start to see pretty serious symptoms and risk factors for chronic disease. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, I think it's really important for people to know this mm-hmm. about IF mm-hmm. and to realize that just because there's so much research to show that it's very effective for weight loss and for improving some of these blood markers for cardiometabolic disease. But again, it's the research has mostly been in men and postmenopausal women. Right. And we know the connection between estrogen and postmenopausal women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So are there certain people that you would
1: say this is an amazing um I don't know if you'd call it a practice, but, oh, this is an amazing tool for, you know, people who are obviously I assume like if you're diabetic or you're almost like on the border of being diabetic, maybe mm-hmm. it's good. But do you find that like, oh, no, these are people that I I encourage them to incorporate IF. And then my other question, I have a million questions as always, is like, do you ever suggest to people like, let's say I, was, I wish I was like in Italy <clears throat> one day again and like I just went on a carb binge and mm-hmm. went you know balls to the wall with sweets and carbs and I and my my digestive system became really sluggish and you know I'm sort of I'm back from my trip and I'm like Ugh, I, I really need to reset and sort of get back to my normal health regimen and then would you say to somebody like oh actually you might want to consider doing like a one day or do the IF for a few days? Does
0: it help to sort of like reset Mm. or clear the digestive system? Good questions. Let me, I'm going to address the second one first, actually. If you find yourself sort of, you know, eating, whether it's just in your regular routine or on vacation, sort of in a way that, um, feels a bit heavy that might you know disrupt your your digestion that's very carb heavy that makes you feel sort of sluggish I always advocate for returning to a normalized nourishing way of eating mm-hmm. not doing something like if which mm-hmm. would be restrictive which true. would be sort of reacting in a restrictive way true um, and I would say that when it comes to your digestion, even if you're feeling sluggish and and maybe stomach is upset or whatnot from that type of eating for a little while, I would say that if you come back and you start building your plate with a really good quality protein and lots of veggies and a really good quality complex carb and lots of water and you know, healthy fats, that's really what's going to help you to mm-hmm. start to feel better. And it, it's so basic, but mm-hmm. that's really what I advocate for. So I would, I would always choose that mm-hmm. over something more restrictive like IF. Um, in terms of people that I think this could be really great for, I read a study um, that included women over 60 who engaged in 16-hour fasts, for example, from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. the next day. Um, and the experimental group lost an average of two kilograms of body fat while the control group didn't didn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and but what was really cool with this was that they lost fat only and completely maintained their skeletal mass, meaning hmm. they maintained their bone mass, their muscle mass. So I think that's such a great example for maybe, you know, women who Mm -hmm. are postmenopausal who are overweight or obese and, you know, are having trouble losing weight and or, you know, and really want to lose weight to feel better or to improve certain blood markers. Um, And they can try something like intermittent fasting. And maybe, you know, maybe it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be extreme. Mm -hmm. Like, Stopping to eat at, you know, 8 p.m. and starting to eat at 8 a.m. Kind of depending on that would be a 12 hour fast. So depending on your lifestyle and mm-hmm. how you like to eat and whatnot. But I would say that, you know, it could be a good option mm-hmm. for for people in that type of situation. Um, there's also been a number of studies that have shown that postmenopausal women with type 2 diabetes showed significant Significantly improved glycemic control, meaning hmm. that their blood sugar levels really normalized and oh, improved. Yeah, with IF. Okay. Um, which is really cool. Um, but one thing that I do want to note is that there's also a lot of research that's shown that the amount of weight that gets regained after IF and calorie restriction, mm-hmm. AKA dieting, is very similar, hmm. meaning that this is just another. It's just another form of dieting, sort of. (laughs) Right. Like, not always. Like, yes, it does. Clearly, there are health benefits. Uh It is connected to these cardiometabolic health benefits. But when you stop it, people tend to gain weight. Mm -hmm. And that's just like dieting. Mm -hmm. So I think if this works for your lifestyle, you know, a lot of people just generally intermittent fast naturally. Like I myself, for example, typically, typically I generally, not because I'm trying, I just usually probably don't eat after about 9 p.m. because I'm not really hungry and I go to bed not that long after. And then I usually maybe don't eat breakfast because of my lifestyle Mm -hmm. until after nine but that's that's sort of unintentional that's just how it works for me and Mm -hmm. my hunger and that might happen for a lot of people like Mm -hmm. that you know and then you're kind of you're getting those benefits of um giving your yourself a break from um eating you know sort of constantly Mm -hmm. and producing insulin um which i will Go into another episode in more mm-hmm. depth when we talk about blood sugar control and nutrition Can't for that. Um, but um, yeah, so that's that's who I would I would recommend it to if it works. And then and then you know again, for many men, it's possible that this could really work for them. But something I do want to say is that if anyone has any issue with disordered eating. Right. Or food obsession. That's where
1: my thought was going. This could become really mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it almost could be like a mask, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh, no, I'm not having those sort of unbalanced relationships
0: with food and diet. I'm just doing this and it's healthy. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's where, that's why I don't advocate for this uh-huh. in any kind of um, regular way. I think if it can really benefit someone's, um, someone's health because of specific issues they're dealing with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and that they tolerate it really well. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. But it's not something that I would push because I think it can trigger a lot of people into becoming more obsessive. Totally. And then it can also trigger a lot of people who have had past obsession, maybe have healed from that. And this can really sort of cause, you know, relapse. And so I think these are things to really take into account when considering bringing this into your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Mal, I think, in general,
1: we like to close with well wishes for our audience. And I am going to ask you what your well wishes are when it comes to the topic and sort of field of intermittent fasting.
0: My well wish for the audience here is... That if you do try this practice, that you really listen to your body. Mm. The worst thing you can possibly do is to decide that you are going to intermittently fast. And then you find yourself and say you're going to do 12 hours or 14 hours. And you find yourself starving Mm. two hours before the end of this fast. And you push through Mm -hmm. because you decided that you were going to fast for this certain amount of time. That is the worst thing you can do. Why? Because, because you are ignoring your hunger signals. Mm-hmm. You are allowing your body to go into a state of high stress. Hmm. You're allowing your body to go into a state of low blood sugar. Not it's good. calling out to you that it's hungry for food and you, are, and you are turning to something external and saying, no, I'm not listening to you, body. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn to this external thing that I decided is better and more important than what you have to say. And in the end, you know, you end up feeling lousy Mm -hmm. and kind of put yourself into an inflammatory state. And that is the opposite of what this is supposed to do if it's going to be used. So when I say I hope you listen to your body, I mean... No judgment if you're going to try this. That's totally OK. Just please, please make sure that you honor your hunger signals, that you pay attention to what your body needs. And because at the end of the day, your health and when it comes to your relationship to food and what's what's actually healthy for you for the long term is listening mm-hmm. and knowing what your body needs. And In order to do that, you have to tune in every time and honor what it is that you're hearing.
1: And I think with that, we could just say, mic drop. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, I hope Thank everybody you. enjoyed this. You know, a lot of these questions that we're we're addressing in our mini series, we are taking straight from the community. So you're always welcome to message us on our Instagram handle, Well Wishes Podcast, if there's more topics that you'd like us to dive in with our resident guru Molly Cutler. And um, we look forward to seeing you next time, and hope this served
0: you well. Can't wait for the next mini series. Woo woo. Wow.